Welcome to the Week 2 Playoff Edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined, as I have been every week this year, by... Spencer Turkey. Spencer's on the road with uh, the North Carolina A&T Aggies basketball team in, uh, at Western Kentucky, but he is uh, joining us to talk playoffs. We are in the second week of the uh, delayed NCHSAA playoffs, but I want to start out first with a shout-out to the High Point Christian Cougars. Uh, Coach Scott Bell and his team with their second consecutive NCISAA state championship, uh, a program that first started playing varsity in 2010. That's a pretty good achievement for them, and they've got a, a very bright future with a lot of young talent on that team, although they do lose some seniors this year. Yeah, a uh, big time win for them, and uh, and a shout out to High Point Christian for moving up into the classification uh, rankings uh, one one notch and still taking care of business. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to go up one more starting next year. Yeah, I think that might be a year or two away. They still don't have the numbers to compete with the uh, the Charlotte Christians and the Davidson Days. Only only 25 kids on the varsity roster this year, but what they lacked in quantity they made up for in quality. So we're going to move on to the NCHSAA playoffs, and we're going to start at the top in terms of enrollment and classification. Class 4 AA West, number two seed from the Midwest, Page at home Friday night against a 9-3 West Mecklenburg team. Uh, J.P. Mundy was at uh, Friday night's Page game for the News and Record, and he said that uh, they were not happy with their performance. They were down 14-13 in the first half against a 5-6 Charlotte Olympic team. Turned it around in the second half, 139-14, but uh, the atmosphere after that game was uh, one of a funeral was the way J.P put it, and Coach Kevin Gillespie had to remind his players a couple of times that they won, and they are playing Friday night. Uh, they're going to have to play better than they did. Uh, Javon Leak, their outstanding running back who's headed to Maryland, still not 100% healthy, but they've gotten uh, great work from Micah Gafford and uh, Keandre Page in his absence. What they do need is a stronger performance from quarterback Will Jones, who's certainly capable of that. He got off to kind of a shaky start against Olympic. Uh, as he goes, they're going to go offensively. They're deep Defense has been great all year. That that's the one thing I think that's underrated with this team, Spencer. What, what do you see from the Pirates? Well, I think a big thing to note is that there are very few people that are 100% at this point in the season. I mean, people are banged up now. Javon uh, is nursing some some pretty much season-long injuries, but at the same time, this is when you have to fight through those things and, and put your best foot forward. And uh, and this is why he's considered one of the top players in the region. Uh, as far as Page is concerned. Uh, I see them turning it around. I see a big performance out of them. It's not going to be an easy game, uh, but uh, but now they have doubters, and now they're going to need to silence those doubters, and I assume that they will. Yeah, and if they uh, get past West Mecklenburg, their likely destination for the third round would be on the road at unbeaten Lake Norman. Uh, they are in a very, very tough bracket for AA West with a lot of Mecklenburg County schools as well as West Forsyth. And uh, there's certainly challenges ahead if they advance. Moving to 4A West, uh, we've got number one seed from the Midwest, East Forsyth, at home against North Davidson, a team that they should be familiar with from the area, but a team that they didn't play this year. Uh, the Eagles, since their loss to Page, have been playing really, really good football. I don't see that change. I don't see North Davidson being anything more than a, a maybe one-half challenge for the Eagles. No, I mean, this 
they were scrimmaged earlier in the year, and East Forsyth ran all up and down them. I expect the same thing to happen again. North, North Davidson's defense is just not what Mark Holcomb is used to trying now on the field, and Todd Willard knows it. And I, I assume that Christian Beal and, uh, and company will uh, take full advantage of that. Other game, key one in 4A West, Watauga, 9-3 and team, uh, which hung on for a, a wild 50-49 win last week in the first round against Southwest Guilford. Uh, they are going to be vis- visiting uh, number two Midwest seed Dudley, and uh, kind of the opposite of uh, Watauga. Dudley was dominant from the word go in a 52-8 to win over Alexander Central. That's an Alexander Central team that beat Watauga 46-35 early in the year. That was, that was very early in the year, so maybe uh, the transitive property doesn't really work there, but Dudley played as strong a game as I've seen them play all season, and I don't see any reason uh, to think that this week against Watauga will be any different. And the interesting thing after that is if seeds hold, Dudley's third-round game would be a return trip to Davie County, a place where they won 32-6 to early in the year, but a game uh, with a lot of controversy where uh, – Panthers quarterback Hendon Hooker was uh, basically unjustly disqualified from the game late in the first half when it was a 7-6 game and the Panthers pulled away. Uh, I think it's it's actually uh, reasonable to look ahead to that matchup, maybe Spencer and, and past Watauga. Uh, playoff time is Panther time, Joe. You know this. A lot of people around town know this. Uh, this is when these guys seem to play their best football. And uh, I, I would say that it's even fair enough to look past Davey. Because both of these teams are not going to be a challenge for the Dudley Panthers. I can tell you that right now. Yep. Yeah, and then it's just a question of uh, East Forsyth is bracketed with a very good Charlotte Catholic team, a uh, program that ended Dudley's season last year in the regional final, and East would need to uh, get past Charlotte Catholic, <clears throat> pardon me, to get to a, uh, a regional final with Dudley, but that game would be at East Forsyth. So uh, some very intriguing matchups to look forward to potentially in four. 4AA and 4A. Moving to 3AA East, Eastern Guilford, uh, the feel-good story of the football season, 12-0 for the first time in school history, uh, doing it with defense, but the offense continues to get better. They've got a home game against uh, a team from from their part of the state, Ashboro, 9-3, and uh, Ashboro Blue Comets, a team that was the runner-up to uh, Southern Guilford in the mid-Piedmont 3A. Ashboro has had trouble all season with teams that play good defense. Uh, they lost 9-7 to Southern Guilford. Eastern Guilford actually may play better defense than Southern Guilford. Uh, I think the Wildcats, unless they get caught looking ahead, uh, would seem to have enough to handle Ashboro on Friday night, Spencer. Yeah, this is actually a battle of two really good coaches. Owen George over at Ashboro and Doug Robertson at Eastern Guilford. These two have a lot of respect. Uh, around the triad from their peers. Uh, these are two of the really good guys in coaching. And uh, and I expect both of them to put their best foot forward in this one. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, that Eastern Guilford defense has just been phenomenal this year. And they really impressed uh, when you and I went to go see them. Definitely. And, uh, and they have done nothing but continue to impress. And so uh, 
uh, I'm picking Eastern Guilford in this one. Uh, but, uh, look, if, if Ashboro were to pull this off, don't be surprised. Owen George, one of the best coaches in the region. Yeah, and he's, he's always got good athletes, and he always puts them in positions to succeed, and that's what, that's what being a good coach is all about. And he does a great job of, of helping his kids get to the next level, too. There have been quite a few through Ashboro the last few years. And, he, uh, you know, Nick Coe, defensive lineman who's at Auburn now, and uh, some other players who, who've gone on to bigger and better things. Moving down a little bit in Class uh, 3A East, Southern Guilford team that I just mentioned, 10-2 and two against South Johnston. A South Johnston team that comes in at 6-6. Six and six. The record might be a little bit deceiving. They, there are some good teams in their conference over in the Raleigh area, but uh, Southern Guilford Everyone, including myself, thought that the uh, the extra week of layoff because they had an off week in the final week of the regular season would be a problem for Southern Guilford. Uh, not so. 37 nothing uh, in their opening round against West Carteret. That team, Southern Guilford, since Andrew Edwards has taken over quarterback and settled in, seems to be really, really playing good football. Coaches change, players graduate, and Southern Guilford football just seems to keep rolling along. Uh, just a tough program, and the bottom line is that uh, it's a program, and Earl Bates is at the helm right now, and he's keep going to continue that, and uh, and I expect them to make a run here in, in the 3A playoffs. I, I expect them to go pretty deep into these playoffs. Yeah, he had uh, Moorhead from Eden last year, took him to the third round, and uh, uh, barely lost to eventual they, state they champion just, Rocky Mount. the third round, but... But but beat Havelock. Right. I mean, at Havelock. Not an easy at Havelock. That is one of the hardest places in the state to go play. And that was after an overtime win at Western Alamance. Uh, you know, he's he's used to taking teams on the road. He's he's got the home field at least in this round. Would probably have to go on the road in the third round. But you know, a, a battle tested coach off of the same Reedsville coaching tree as Doug Robertson and Eastern Guilford. Both were uh, longtime assistants there before they got head coaching jobs. Uh, a good year for uh, Coach Jimmy. Teague at Reedsville, who we'll get to in a minute, and his former assistants doing very well. We're going to stop uh, off in 2AA East. Uh, a first-year coach uh, at his school, like uh, Earl Bates at Southern Guilford, John Patterson at Andrews, uh, took him a few games at his alma mater to uh, decide that, hey, they've run the ball here for a long time. It's been very successful. He's got two very good running backs in Travis Steele and Jordan Brown, and they went away from some of the spread things. He was trying to install, kind of went back to basics, kind of went back to Andrews football, and uh, seven wins in a row, and they are home against Hertford County, both teams 8-4. and four. Hertford County with a 216-mile trip one way over to Andrews, and, you know, don't don't think that won't be a factor. You know, high school kids traveling, college kids, you know from being on the road right now, Spencer, how long those bus rides can be. Yeah, and uh, they're exhausting, and I expect Andrews to whoop up on them, uh, being fully rested and ready to go. These bus rides are long. They're brutal. Uh, uh, I mean, I doubt that they're staying in a hotel the night before. I, I just... Uh, that's unfortunate for them, but that's the way that the uh, the deck was drawn, and so Andrews uh, will come out victorious. 
Another team, last one we're going to talk about, Class 2A West. Another team with a long trip, uh, Burnsville Mountain Heritage, an 11-1 team going to 12-0 Reedsville. Uh, bad enough that you have a long trip, worse that the destination you're uh, taking a bus to is Community Stadium in Reedsville, where the Rams are 12-0 this year. Uh, last week, gave up points for the first time since September. Uh, Burnsville Mountain Heritage is 11-1, but that record is against uh, some teams that are not of the the quality that Reedsville beat in its non-conference schedule. Uh, the team that Reedsville beat last week, Madison, it was a 64-7 Reedsville win. Uh, Burnsville Mountain Heritage beat the same team 53-16, but Mountain Heritage, Heritage has given up some points this year, and that's not a good thing if you're facing a Reedsville team with Tanner Wilson, a quarterback, Austin Chestnut as a receiver, kick returner, and Reedsville also plays great defense. Uh, I still don't think Reedsville is going to get a real test until at least least the third round of the 2A West playoffs. Uh, are we actually taking time to talk about this? I mean, this is a joke. Uh, 11 and 1, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, we're, we're talking about a Reedsville team that, that could do this with a blindfold on and one hand behind tie, one hand tied behind their back. I mean, uh, this Reedsville team is insane. And this is the bounce back year that Jimmy Teague needed, and he got it. And they're going to keep rolling. Yeah, I think I think this Reedsville team has a very uh, clear stated goal, as they usually do, of winning a state championship. And with Shelby not in two A this year in two double A, it's a little bit easier for them, and you know, that's one less bump along the road. But Reedsville, uh, with home games uh, at least until uh, the regional final, uh, th this is a team that uh, you do not want to mess with in the postseason. We'll see how they do on Friday night, along with the rest of our teams. I will be at the Dudley game with Watauga. Uh, J.P. Mundy will be covering Page at home against West Mecklenburg, and we will also have coverage from Eastern Guilford and Southern Guilford. We want to remind you that for all your high school sports news, you want to look at the news and record in print daily, and our website, hsextra.com, is the high school version, and you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Serrera NR. Of course, you can follow Spencer for high school news college basketball news, college football news, everything else in the sports world. And you can follow him at Turkin35. Thanks for listening.